All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. We enter this Friday show, still nothing to report in Leafs Nation. The wait continues leading up to Wednesday and Thursday's draft for Music City, presented by Botano. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa. What's up, Rosie? How are you, buddy? What is up? I am good, man. Waiting, waiting, waiting for things to happen. I don't think much is going to happen until at least the draft. Any big plans for the weekend? Uh, I got to work on Saturday and Sunday. Going to play a little golf. So, yeah, you could say there's big plans. Massive golf guy. Um, it's it's completely draft season for me. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to is the draft. Last night, I checked out a bit of the NBA draft. Did you see the guy the Raptors drafted in the first round? No, is he just a big mutant or what? I thought I was being punked. So this guy, 13th overall, his name is Grady <laughs> Dick. But get look at the outfit on Grady Dick, man. Grady Dick with a bit of steez on him. Ooh. Good Lord. Ah, good for him, man. I like it. I like it. You got to yeah. fit in there with that league. They like to shine up and uh, wear some funky outfits. So he looks like he's at the looks like he's at like the Grammys or something instead of the draft, doesn't it? Yeah, but dude, it was it was more the name that got me. Like maybe it's Grady being Dick. a fourteen year old kid, but like the last name Dick and the first name Grady, and you're being drafted in the NBA. But apparently, he's a phenomenal shooter. Where's he from? Wonder. Pardon me. Where's he from? 
Uh, I think Kansas. I think he went to Kansas because uh, everybody in my mentions right away are like, this guy's wicked. This guy's wicked. I was like, I have no clue who he is. Sweet. Yeah, someone to watch, eh? Is he going to be ready to go? Or Yeah, I guess. NBA draft, is it like NFL? Do you go right You go right there? Is he gotta, he's, I guess you got to finish school or what's the deal? It depends. Like every player is different. Um, I think obviously Victor Webb and Yama is ready. Uh, the first overall pick yesterday. The dude's an absolute freak. He's seven foot five. But like, that is the intrigue this time of year, specifically in the NHL. Like, which first rounders are actually going to play in the NHL next year? That's always the question. You can't forget a couple years down the road, they missed the entire season, a lot of them due to COVID and all that stuff. So, from that perspective, we all know Connor Bedard's going to be in this league. Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and the others, Will Smith. I mean, will they be in the league right away? I just think it's a tough jump. And obviously, you can speak to it having done it, right? Yeah, it depends what you're playing. I think it's a tougher jump going from major junior to the NHL um, than NCAA in some ways, mostly that you can be playing with like 24-year-old men where, you know, majority is like 19, 20-year-olds, the oldest in in junior. But it seems like the best, wow, that's averaging out. I mean, when I was coming up, you know, the NCAA was starting to, you know, guys were starting, like legit first rounders were starting to go NCAA and, and tier two junior and, it just depends what type of player you are. I think it'll be, it used to be more physical in major junior for sure than NCAA. I think that's kind of, I mean, all of hockey is going less physical now and yeah. they're not, uh, not banging and crashing and being mean like they used to. So I don't know if how big of a jump it was. That's interesting though. I'd like to talk to a couple of guys like maybe Nizy and then uh, a major junior guy and say, you know, what is the bigger jump from major junior to the show or from NCAA to the show? I imagine they're fairly comparable. We should have a summer summit on Leafs morning take where you have Matthew Nyes and say like a, a Nick Robertson, put them together on the show and break have down them. the pros and cons of different levels of hockey. Have them argue it out. You know, there's always yeah. that argument. People are yeah. always surprised I was NCAA, but uh, my rights were in Seattle and I live up in Olds and I was just terrified to go down and finish high school in Seattle and everything. I was like, fuck that. I was staying home and uh, I was developing late and wanted to go tier two take the NCAA, give yourself more time to sign and to make it. Cause I saw so many guys go to the, the glitz and glamor, the WHL. And, uh, you know, two years later they're, they're working a regular job cause it's just a bit of a meat market for a lot of guys. So I, I wanted to give myself time and didn't last too long in NCAA, but, uh, different strokes for different folks, man. There's lots of ways to get there. Yeah. For those unaware, what are the pros and cons, whether it be junior hockey or going like the college route? I personally think if you're just a, if you're a stud, if you're like a big time stud, who's just going to run the show, then, then go major junior. Yeah. But uh, if you're, if you're a late developer, maybe, or you want to give yourself time. I mean, if you get drafted, I believe if you go to the major junior, you have two years to sign with that team or you go back into the draft where no one goes, not usually do you go higher after getting put back in the draft. So NCAA, you can get drafted, finish your tier two, go to NCAA for four years or leave early. And I mean, that NCAA is, is you're not riding the bus from Brandon to Portland to, you know, you're, you're, you're working on your craft, you're working on your skills, you're in the gym, you're learning how to be a pro and, and you're practicing constantly in NCAA and you're playing those games on the weekend. Um, so there's a lot of time, a lot of room for development. So if you want to develop and take your time to really try to be as good as you possibly can, then I think NCAA is a good route. But if you're just a stud ready to rock, then, then, you know, I think, uh, you'd probably go the major junior route, go light it up there and, and step right into the pro ranks. But you know, it's a little bit riskier in my mind. 
Yeah, I'm sure a lot of kids are torn with that decision, especially at a young age. And that's where your family comes in and your support system, right? I had a couple of buddies growing up that they're really, really torn on the decision. And ultimately, I wonder if they made the right decision in the long run, where it's so appetizing and appealing to say, hey, let's go to the O show. Everybody's going to love us, where maybe you take a step back, you go with the college route. Maybe it takes a bit longer to get to your destination, but who knows if you even get to that that spot. So I think it's really, really intriguing for that level as we get closer and closer to the NHL draft coming up on Wednesday. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube where you could subscribe. And again, hammer that like button. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. We'll pop up. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. This yesterday, but not one, not two, not three, but just for good measure, a fourth bomb by Frank Saravalli regarding the Calgary Flames. It was a tough, tough Thursday for that fan base. Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli, Michael Backlund. Saravalli pretty much intimating that all four of those guys are not interested in re-signing with that team following next season when they'll become <clears throat> UFAs next summer, man. That, that is some tough news. But ultimately, you like to link it to Toronto and who was the former GM of the Calgary Flames, Brad Living. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some opportunity to scoop up, uh, I don't know, if you want to, some of those guys. But, you know... Talk about a team being put in a position lately. I mean, they were, they just did their rebuild and they were on fire two years ago and then just get dismantled from the point of Johnny Goudreau and, and to Chuck leaving, they did. I mean, true living did a fantastic job at getting something, some kind of value for those guys, just bailing. Um, You know, you bring in um, a couple of guys, you know, Uyghur and Huberto and get Kadri resigned and they just didn't get it done this year. I mean, Huberto, was embarrassingly bad. I mean, the people up in Calgary, my group chat is all my buddies are Flames fans, right? Okay. So I get the second, the second uh, hand smoke from all those guys, and and they're just disgusted in Huberto. Like, who is this guy? We give up a to Chuck for this guy who just mails it in, has one of the biggest uh, setbacks after a big year in in NHL history, and not a big fan of Kadri. Some of them guys either, just the way he's kind of seems like he mails it in, and now you got three, four other guys who are like, yeah, we're gone too, and makes you wonder like what is what is with this generation where like okay it's cold up in calgary for most of the hockey season um they're building a new rink but it's not there yet their locker room and their their amenities are are not nhl quality and they're they're working on that so i guess that's kind of the thing but can you think of the past where an organization just has like five core guys just like I'm leaving. Like, usually it's like, do we have a chance to win? Who's coaching? Um, you know, what's the team looking like? What's how close are they to winning? And when, what's the contract situation? That's the only thing that matters. And now it's like, well, I like the sunshine. I want to wear my flip flops to school or to, to the rink. So it's, it's weird, man. It's kind of unprecedented. And the, the Calgary Flames fans are pulling their hair out going right now, going, what the hell is going on? But again, to bring it into Maple Leafs terms, I mean, I don't know. None of those guys have much grit. None of them have too much sand in their in their game, to be honest. Hannafin would be maybe a solid defenseman is what we're looking at here. Um, you know, he's 38 points, 26 years old, Boston kid. I, I would just love it if like a gritty, gritty defenseman came up or like a really gritty like third liner 
came up who just loves to work and none of the people in Calgary are too happy with these guys. They seem pretty soft and we'll see where they end up. But I imagine, you know, a guy like Brad True Living has got all the ins and outs of all these guys and he knows very well if he wants them or not and what value. I think it's all perception. Like, let's not lose sight of the fact that a year ago, Calgary was a prototypical playoff team. They were going to win the Stanley Cup. They got Huberto. They got Nazem Kadri. So I think there's a bit of a recency bias with that. I wouldn't call these guys soft. Like, I watch a lot of Calgary Flames games. Um, I, I do think some of these guys could help the Leafs sell. Like, Italia Toffoli is such a clutch player, man. And I think that's Toffoli. honestly what's missing from this team. We've talked about a lot the last couple of weeks how – they can't score when it matters most. Well, you look at the pedigree of Tyler Toffoli. He scored some big-time goals in his career, won cups. Like, he's done it all. Like, that's the guy I would look at. Honestly, I could make sense of all four of these guys and being linked to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You need center help. Of course, if you're thinking John Tavares is better suited for the wing, that's where Backlund fits in. You know, that's where Elias Lindholm fits in. Obviously, it would have to be big-time move, uh, you know, to trade for an Elias Lindholm considering – the dollar value being thrown around for potential extension with that guy. But Noah Hannafin is the guy I would zone in on. Like he is a upgrade to anything this team has in the back end, maybe aside from Morgan Rally. But I do think there's some untapped potential with a guy like Noah Hannafin. But by far, he would bolster that top four. And I think he would add a different look to that blue line. Yeah, he could. And if we're going to, I think up front is where we need the grit and where we need yeah. the intensity and the workhorse. And I, I, sorry, wasn't putting Toffoli into that group. I was looking at those three guys. If Toffoli becomes available and you can make a deal, he'd be my number one out of all those guys. I like that guy. He yeah. is a workhorse. He just plays with intensity. He's gritty. I'm not saying he fights guys and hits guys and starts shit, but he just will go through the hard areas. He'll cut to that middle of the ice and battle and have a guy hanging off him and keep his feet moving and, and second effort and bury that thing. And then huge Shelly, like he's an intense player. He yeah. doesn't sit on the perimeter and say, Ooh, oh, you take the puck. That wasn't close enough for me to get. And I just want this one timer right in my sweet spot. Like, fuck yeah. that, man. That doesn't get it done. And we got too many of those guys. I want a gritty guy who will just not try to draw a penalty, who will just work his absolute bag off trying to get to that puck or get through to that sweet spot. They call a penalty on him, fine, but he's certainly not trying to draw him. He's just working his ass off, playing with intensity. And I like to fully a lot, make that move. And then Hannafin on the back end, um, would be nice too. It just matters what do you yeah. got to do to get those guys, right? That's going to be the that's going to be the big question if they can get a deal done. And if they don't get a deal done and say, well, why didn't we get these guys? It's because they couldn't make a deal that made sense. They had to give up too much to give them and it, it, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, I would just add that it doesn't hurt the familiarity and the relationship that Brad's living. He knows that organization like the back of his hand. Yeah. And, and that's a fortunate thing, right? Yeah, there's no risk in in yeah. in getting a guy when you get a guy and you don't really know much about exactly. him. I mean, their GM's going to be talking like he's friggin' Sidney Crosby. Always leadership quality. Love him in the room. Blah blah blah. If you don't know that guy, you're taking a chance. But you know, um, he would know these guys inside and out, and he would know their background, their families, their personality, what happens when they face adversity, all those little intangibles. He would know like the back of his hand. So that's uh that's definitely a positive for the the Leafs Nation for sure. Here's a good question from the chat from Luke. Um, where would you rather play, Mullet Arena for a season or Saddledome for a season? Ah, the Dome! <laughs> I wouldn't mind golfing a little bit in Mulsey, but I would be embarrassed. Like You only get so many years. I don't care who you are. You only get so many years in the show. And when you walk into a bloody place where the NCAA team is basically dominating <laughs> you and you're just like, where's our locker room over here by the curtains? Like, embarrassing man i'd be like i can't believe i'm in the show right now and i'm dealing with this like this isn't what i 
I, I got to the show for. Mind you, the Saddle Dome ain't that pretty, but uh, the Dome is rocking. The fans are wicked. And uh, if that team is just sad because it looked like they were right there on the cusp of being great. And, you know, Markstrom has a has a hiccup of a year. The guys they bring in don't do anything and everyone wants to bail. It's a, it's a sad, sad day for the Flames Nation, but maybe we can scoop up some of their scraps and turn them into something. I like that. I like that look quite a bit. And for frequent listeners and viewers of this show, you know, the one thing that sets off Jay Rosehill is the Arizona Coyotes. So that was a great question by Luke. The best, I think, question we've gotten all season in the uh, YouTube chat. So appreciate that. We'll get to them uh, more of those later on. I want to touch on the salary cap as well. So the figure coming out yesterday, it's going to be 83 and a half million bucks up a million bucks from this past season. That's still not great news for the Leafs, like especially for cap strap teams like Toronto, where I think you can use every penny. I'm not crazy about that. So we're waiting for the big jump, right? Like there's some guesstimation that it could be over 90 million bucks in the next couple of years. And that's when I think the Leafs can benefit from this thing. Yeah, it's not a big number that it went up, right? I yeah. mean, it's nice when, you know, you're up at the you're up at the cap by like 25 cents like they have been before, but a million bucks extra sure you'll take it. It's better than it not moving at all, but you know, it'd be nice if it gets bumped by three, four million dollars. And then all of a sudden we're talking, you know, we can actually get the guy exactly. we want and XYZ. There's just room to play, right? And there is for everybody. And you gotta you gotta understand that it's the same for everybody. So it's just kind of like that inflation where it just goes up for everybody and everything kind of rises and becomes even again. But you've, you've got the guys that you want that say, this guy needs an extra million bucks. A Luke Shen needs an extra six, $700,000. Like, you know, to, to find that in there is nice. But again, a million bucks goes quick when you're talking about, you know, these 20 some odd man rosters that are, that everyone needs to get paid. And if the team's doing well and you're ready to win, you got to get everyone signed up. And if it's not, uh, if it's not a big salary cap increase, it's not a whole lot to play with. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, I imagine the cap cruncher guys are saying, oh, we're going to have some work to do here. Had you wore your mask for those two years, man, we would have been out of it quicker. Honestly. <laughs> you you living out east there you probably believe that eh buddy i was wearing seven fucking masks man i'm like give me another mask i'm not leaving my condo man and i still got it oh i believe it you were that guy walking down the sidewalk in the park yeah, with his mask on <laughs> dude i i don't know no judgment i still see people with masks and this is not going to get political but like it was such a unique time to work and cover the nhl during the world pandemic for those of you unaware I was a Leafs radio host smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. I remember signing off alongside Gord Stelic at Scotiabank Arena. They'd beat Tampa 2-1 in OT. I'm like, we'll talk on Thursday as they host the Nashville Predators. Well, that day never came, Rosie. And after that, I never went back to that building to be the radio host of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everything was done via my condo or the Sportsnet studios. Just a crazy time. Like in 60 years, I'll think back and be like, my goodness, what in the hell was that in my life? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was wild, man, seeing that whole season played with no fans and just seeing how yeah. they were trying to get it done. And I mean, doing interviews from 10 feet away and X, Y, Z, it was wild. The funniest thing, we were talking about that on the golf course the other day because like there was no rakes in the bunkers. You yeah, it was it ridiculous. Someone's sick and stuff. We were like, what? what is the silliest stuff you saw? And then I remember my brother was paying for a round of golf and he paid with cash and the lady was giving him his change and she put it in an envelope and sealed it and said, don't open this for four days. <laughs> <laughs> dying laughing so there's some silly times man but good thing we got out of it and uh we're back to normal and i really think about the players there living in that bubble yeah. like i heard some stories that it was like a, it was like prison where you can't leave your room you can't see your friend your yeah. food gets delivered to your door and you go outside and walk around the courtyard for an hour for your exercise like that's yeah. prison and these are nhlers trying to perform and keep mentally sane and and be able to go through that season your family's not with you like that was a rough rough year and those guys battled through it hard I don't think they get enough credit for that because it sounded like it was bloody brutal who was it in the NBA bubble an NBA player left to go to a strip club but he claimed that he was getting takeout he liked the food there it was like the <laughs> funniest, it was the funniest thing ever man I forget what player it wasn't James Harden Harden he's like notorious for going to strip clubs I don't think it was James Harden it was like a prolific NBA name and maybe if you can remember in the chat let us know, but he got caught leaving the bubble to go to a rip joint to pick up food. He claimed and got busted big time. Oh, they had good chili there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, interesting times. And my last team memory will be Toronto being up three, one against the Montreal Canadians and losing that series. Dude, I've never been hotter under my collar covering the Maple Leafs. Like I was after they lost game seven, I lost my shit to the point where I got death threats. I was doing a post-game show, man. I took phone calls and people were on me saying I was too hard in the players and there's a world pandemic. And I'm like, dude, these guys choked away a game to a team that shouldn't have been in the Stanley Cup playoffs, their arrival, and they somehow lost. And then there was that whole Alex Galchenyuk pass that set up the the two-on-one in game five, I think it was, to start the comeback. Like, it was crazy to me. I, I've never been hotter covering the Leafs, man. I can oh. tell the scar tissue is still fresh. I think that's where your jadedness came from from that year. But no, I remember no. them going into that saying, oh, good. They get to play the Habs, walk exactly. all over them, wipe the floor with them and embarrass them, hopefully. I mean, it was a mismatch. And obviously, all the players on the Leafs thought the same thing. And those guys were, you know, taking their opportunity, saying, holy smokes, we're, we're right in this thing. We just snuck in and we're going to go guns blazing. And that happens more often than you'd think. At, you know, the mismatch teams. I mean, look at Boston and Florida this year. Boston's just all they thought about was raising the Stanley Cup since yeah. Christmas. Like, we're going to win this cup. We're the best team ever. And 
and maybe we'll take it seriously in the conference finals and the finals, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden they're standing there shocked because they got ran through by a team who's, I mean, that's how close the NHL is. And I, I remember hearing it so many times, any team can beat any team on any night in the NHL. And we've seen the Arizona Coyotes run through teams before and Chicago Blackhawks this year beat teams and they're supposed to be the bottom feeders, but if that team's showing up chomping at the bit and the other team's lackadaisical, you're going to have a tough night and, and often lose that one. And I can remember that series. And that's when my mind, exactly what happened. And it's a, it's a tough one, especially against the Habs. Yeah. All I, all I heard was excuses following that series. All I hear is excuses every year. This team can't get the job done at the end of the day. It's on the players and that's all that matters. And yes, there's some severe scar tissue there, but it, this stems back to like, the Pat Quinn era of scar tissue. It's It's been a long time, man. Even dating back to the collapse in Boston, I still can't get over that. It's been like 12 years, but I digress. Let's talk top priorities, man. So the draft is coming up on Wednesday, night one, and then obviously day two on Thursday for Music City. In your feeling, your opinion, what's the top priority for Bradshaw Living and Company? Like, what, what do you want them to get done over the next five days here? It's tough to say because the draft is, it's just so different than free agent frenzy. It's not really going to affect you tomorrow. You know, this guy's not moving to town necessarily and, and going to help your team out. And um, you got to think down the road and you got to think long term and you don't know where your team's necessarily going to be at that point in time, but obviously quality players. And in my mind, I would have had my scouting staff, all year long getting into know these kids because I think more than ever, like a Matthew Nyes, for example, the reason I'm so high on that kid is not necessarily what his on ice stuff is, even though that's very high. It's it's his mind and his mental capacity and, and his outlook and his maturity and his confidence and the way he speaks and it's his it's his character. So I would be having these these scouts you know, really sit down with these kids, take them out for a burger and, and just talk to them and just see how they act, see if they make eye contact, see how they treat other people, see how they talk to the staff and just see what kind of care, what's this kid made out of. And I would want to surround my team with high character individuals. And I think this day and age with the, the youth and the way they're addicted to their phones and the way they don't like to talk personally, I think it's more, I think it's easier to see now than ever, whether these kids have, you know, been developed as people and raised properly by their parents and blah, blah, blah. Are they the kind of person that I want to build my team around that I want to have on my roster? And, and I would try to, you know, get high quality individuals so that you can, you know, go through that adversity and go through the rebuild or do whatever you need to do and, and have those people stick around, not shut down, not need to be babysitting, not need to be rolling your eyes saying, what's the problem with this guy now? You know, that's just such a cancer in a locker room. That's a long way around discussing Matt Murray, man. <laughs> There's <laughs> They don't got to talk to any fucking kids because Toronto's got no draft picks, man. I'm sorry to to you to, to curse because we know how people feel about cursing on this show. But nonetheless, they have no draft picks because your boy Kyle Dubas left them with nothing because he went all in. They got Boston's mm-hmm. first. They got a fifth and a sixth. So my answer is simple. Find a way to rid yourself of the biggest mistake in Kyle Dubas's tenure, thinking it was a smart idea to bring in Matt Murray Matt Murray, who can't play more than 30 games in a season to be your stud number one goaltender. And now Bradshaw Living's got to clean up this fucking mess. So by far, buyout, trade, uh, attach him to a rocket. I don't care. Matt Murray cannot be with the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Oh, I wonder what his injury is. Like, can he? You, can you just LTIR him? It doesn't, seem like, it doesn't seem like he wants to play very bad. Why can't you just LTIR him? And that's the end of that story. Like, does he want it? Like, would he be down with that? You got to have a backroom conversation. Like, hey, dude, I don't know what's going on, but our doctors can sign off on your XYZ being completely hoard and you, you're you done. We're your long-term IR. And he could go, thank you. Sounds good. I'll just lay on the training table for the rest of my contract. <laughs> dude, uh- how how ironic would that be if they're like they try to talk to Matt Murray they're like you're hurt he's like no I'm not I'm good to go no I'm not like how ironic would it be like no he's like I'm not doing it man I gotta play I gotta play well don't forget he could he was playing well like there was a point in time where we're going hey this has worked out this gamble paid off you know and then he just got hurt near the end and that was one of the risks no doubt but he's just he's I don't mind him as a goaltender when he's good he's good but um he's just not durable not even close and if they can unload them again, like I know I went off on the draft picks and the youth and what's coming up and all that, but <laughs> it, yeah. I think they, if they can make some deals, make some trades, somehow figure something out. I mean, they've, they don't have a lot of picks to deal with, but if you can finagle some things, maybe you can, uh, you can make some ads or make some deletes of things you don't want, figure something out. Even if it looks like you're losing, if you can get rid of some contracts that you don't want anymore, that are hampering you from going out and doing bigger things, Pull the trigger because the time's now for the Leafs. We're going to go through a rebuild here in, in you know, a short few years here. And it, you got to make hay while the sun shines. Get creative. Bottom line, I think, if you're yeah. grad for living. Does he even need to be at the draft is my question, man. They got Boston's first, a late first, and a fifth, and a sixth. And maybe that changes. I don't know who they're going to trade to get draft picks. But it, it, it's just, the it's a mess, man. And again, I understand why Kyle Dubas did it. At the time, I felt it was good that they made some of those moves. And I still feel that way. But. He didn't leave this team with much in terms of trade value or capital or whatever you want to call it. Like that's why I asked Darren Dreger the other day. Everybody wants to trade. What are they giving up to to, to get Noah Hannafin or to get whoever? They have nobody in terms of picks. I know, and everyone's just like, "Well, we need a we need a top line winger." But we can't why trade the we- core four. Don't trade the core four. Oh man, I would. Uh... I don't know, man, for what you could get for a Mitch Marner, man. Like, he's so soft. He's not. I just don't see. I don't even know if he could pick up the Stanley Cup. I just don't think that he is going to be the guy that takes you to the promised land when you go through. See how battered and beat those Florida Panthers were at the end of the finals? I mean, that's what it takes. That's what Mm -hmm. it always takes. At the end of the Stanley Cup finals, you always hear the stories of, of what warriors these guys were to get there. There's only two teams. Everyone fell off for one reason or another. And I just fear that every single time Mitch Marner is going to fall off because he wasn't willing to go to war. I'm sorry. That's just his, that's, that's his DNA. That's who he is. He's just, he's a fresh face, nice kid who just likes to do toe drags and and rip it top itty from the, from the soft spots. It's like sick. He's sick at doing that. Absolutely disgusting at doing that, but he's not going to go to war for you. And I just cannot picture him hoisting that Stanley cup up after being beaten battered for two months. I just, I don't see it. It's funny you say that because we have a mutual friend who won the Stanley couple say in the last 10 years. And we were talking, I think at the beginning of the Florida Panthers series. And I said, what do you think? Like they finally win a series. They got over that hump. He's like, man, I just see that team fully practicing the next day. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's no bumps and bruises. They're not banged up. He's like, I remember when we were in the Stanley Cup final in the playoffs, it was like you didn't know who was going to show up at practice the next day. For Toronto, everybody was at practice. 
saying that they weren't tough enough. They weren't playing hard enough. They weren't going to those areas to go long-term in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it was really interesting to hear it from somebody who's been there before, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is their knock. Think about, think about the playoff games when you're watching and it's just, they're just spinning their wheels and they just are on the outside and they just can't penetrate. They can't get that yeah. big dance. And it's just like, oh, and then it's just time is not your friend. Four minutes, two minutes, last minute, like do something. Oh, no one can quite get, oh, game over. It's over. I can't believe we fucking yeah. lost. Like do something like the, that's why I want those forwards. I want to add someone who can just get that puck deep and absolutely run their D man muck and battle and get it and push and shove and take a punch in the face and get it and dish it to the middle where so-and-so walks onto it and bang, that's your big playoff goal. No one does that. Nobody does that on this roster. I mean, we've added some guys that can hopefully, but it's not enough. Your core four isn't even going to do that. Not even close. And there's too much money, too much salary cap, too many studs taking up that core four to, to win without doing that. Like you have to do that. It's not like my opinion. You have to do those things to win the Stanley cup and you need players that are willing to. And I mean, right now keeping the core four, they're just going to have to change their mentality. And I, so far I don't really see it. I don't think they really agree with that or understand it. Sometimes I wonder why Brian Burke had such a boner for you. And then I hear you speak about this team and I'm like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. Anyways, the Botano wrap up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Of course, recently named the 2023 EGR brand of the year. Had a couple people ask us about Connor Timmons. Where do you see Connor Timmons, Rosie, fitting in next season? Timsy Bobimsy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. He like seemed to have like flashes of being really good. And then he was, was he put in the press box for a while? And it's uh, yet to be seen. I think a guy like him, it's going to come down to training camp. Did you, did you walk in there and did you not give them an option, but to put you in that top piece of I'm playing every night, I'm your guy. You got to go earn it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I stand there too. Look, I think he'll get every shot to crack. Again, we'll see what they do over the next couple of weeks. The expectation is they're going to bolster that blue line. And I can't understand all these people off with Mark Giordano, too. I, I think they just have to be more careful with the way they utilize and disperse Mark Giordano and have him fresher for the second half of the season. Easier said than done. I think he's going to be 40 when the season starts. But I still think there's some value in a guy like Mark Giordano. But Connor Timmons, I think best case scenario, he fights for a six spot, a five spot. Like he was pretty good in that sample size with the Leafs last year. But again, different management, confidence at at a different level entering another season. So he's an option. Like that's as far as I'll go with him. A lot of conversation in the chat about who the Leafs should trade. We've had this talk a lot here in the offseason, Nylander, Marner. I'm still under the belief that anything is possible. Like I, I know it's come out and you know, they've they've been pretty firm in getting out to the media that we're not making a blockbuster move. I still don't buy that, man. I would not be shocked if it came across the wire and it's one of the big boys that goes. I don't know. I just had that feeling for some reason. Yeah, well, this GM's not scared to make a big move and to pull a big trigger. So, I mean, it'll come down to the draft. It'll come down to free agent frenzy. If yeah. he's sitting there and he's having a coffee with another GM and he shows his hand of, hey, I, I, I need to get rid of this guy. And he's going, yeah. are you serious? Like, that's a big, that's what I'm looking for. Like, what do you need for it? Well, and then all of a sudden you, even there, they would be shocked. Holy shit. I can't believe we're putting together this deal. It, they works out. The GM wants something. He gets something. Boom, boom. A deal gets done. Pull a trigger, 
big shockwave throughout the whole year. It, it happens and that's how it happens. And if that happens to this thing, I would be thrilled. I want to shake some up. I want a different identity here. I mean, it's been two, three years with this core, the same damn story every single time. And I think that uh, I wouldn't be upset if they, if they blew up the core four a little bit, not, you don't have to explode it, but I mean, one guy moves out and you, you add a huge thing that they're missing. And, you know, maybe someone over there is missing someone like a Mitch Marner. We just need that high end talent, high end yeah. skill. We got the tenacity. We got the, you know, the core guys and the, the filler guys and the depth guys. We need this big stud guy to put the puck in the net all season long, get us into a good playoff position. Boom, you pull the trigger and make a huge deal. But, you know, if if that doesn't come along, then there's no chance they're going to make a big splash. My ideal trade partners for Toronto, just to wrap, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Seattle Kraken. I just think they make a lot of sense. Calgary as well. We'll leave on these two. Igor McJazz writes in, we need a Ryan Smith. And Mark Dagg writes in, figure, how to, figure out how to piss the core four off. All you got to do, keep them mad. Easier said than done, though, right? They don't get mad. <laughs> I don't know. If these guys get mad, they don't uh, try to shove it up your ass. I think they get mad and shut it down and pout with their lip hanging out is what I've seen so far. So, I don't know. Yet to be seen, man. We'll see if they make a move. Yep. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to Monday's edition as well. Uh, Elliot Friedman's going to stop by from Music City, and we're going to get the very latest on what's happening with this Maple Leafs team again. Expect a lot of noise next week with the draft and free agency. So looking forward to our final full week of live shows, Rosie. Yeah, I hope he's greasing the wheels down there and he's got some good juice for us on the Maple Leafs. He's, uh, if anyone knows what's going on, it's that guy. Someone make a trade is the way I will leave this show today. Many thanks to everybody in the chat. Producer Aaron, you're a fantastic as per, per usual. That's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. And we'll talk on Monday. Take care. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.